Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Black, we are also around. <laughs> Ambition. Hey, oh man, I think that high note was so high that you froze. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, you're back now. <laughs> How you doing, friend? Good. How was your 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 extended weekend? Well, it seemed like after we finished recording last week, the world exploded. Um, and it knocked me on my ass. And okay. I know that you know a thing or two about grief, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And this, that shooting in Uvalde, Texas, it, it yeah. happened. I mean, I came off the high of the show and then had something else to do and then went to pick up my son from daycare. And I, my husband mm-hmm. decided to just text me the news. And I mean, I had to pull over. Like yeah. it was to my knees, devastating. Yeah. And I yeah. think my biggest fear now is that people are going to go back to business as usual. Um, I don't know what the alternative, I, I, I don't want to go back to business as usual. And I've like, I, I did something the next day because I just woke up and I was just like, it was so heavy. And I just put up my vacation responder saying that I was going to be taking some time off to to mourn the losses of life. It was just after Buffalo, you know, like I know. a and week and a babies. half after Buffalo. I just 19 babies and their teacher and their two teachers. Yes. When I saw that, um, you know, cause I, I used to be a teacher. I don't even know the level of terror those kids must have gone through and their teachers. I mean, I can't imagine because when you're teaching literally, especially little ones, it, this weird thing comes over you where you're like, well, this is my child now. Like when I was, as soon as I entered into the classroom, when you drop your baby off, that's my baby too. Cause sis, we could fight. Like, you know, like I love your child like just as much as you do when they're here with me. So I can't imagine how they must have felt the teachers that were in there, how terrified they were for themselves, but especially cause that's what happens. Like it could be me going to the park with the kids and just like a strange person standing around. I mean, the mama bear that used to come out of me, I'm like, why are you at this park? Well, I just know. <laughs> I need you to walk away. I can't come to the park, not while the kids are here, because you have just this weird look. And if it takes us to fight, sir, I'll send the kids back and we could tussle. <laughs> like, literally, that's how I was. Like, But honestly, I found that most teachers of little ones were like that, uh, too. So I can't even... I can't even imagine. I saw one father. I don't even know why I watched it, because I was hysterical after of how he was just like, I just want my baby back. Like what, I just want my baby back. What do you want me to say? 
there's nothing to be said i want my and she shouldn't i think i know what interview you're talking about Mm -hmm. too um it was heartbreaking as much as you know we talk about this too maybe you have something to say i i I struggle with the whole, I I know self-care is important and I know Mm -hmm. that we have to kind of protect ourselves from the news, but I didn't want to protect myself. I wanted to read the names. I wanted to read the minute by minute account of the shooting. I wanted to understand Mm -hmm. how it happened as painful as it was um, and continues to be. I don't know that I, I, I'm not ready to stop. I just don't want to not care. I don't Mm want to not talk about it you know it's heavy and devastating and terrifying i what who else is going to save the babies like the people that we've elected into power i mean they're not doing shit they ain't doing a damn thing and i'm like as a mom as a you don't have to be a mom forget that a human being yeah you know where what i'm just like what can we do to save the children the babies who are having to learn in general, because it's, I saw someone said, which is so true, it's like nothing says that we need to ban these like automatic assault rifles than police being afraid to go in because they have an automatic assault rifle. I mean, yeah. what does it take? One thing I will say that gave me a little, like that shade a little bit off of my feeling disheartened is to see all those people protesting in Texas. Mm. And I think I'm At hoping- At the NRA that, rally? Yes, that we've turned yeah. a corner. That people are like, oh, okay, governor, <sighs> this, you know, I'm hoping that when election time comes, I'm hoping mm-hmm. that, you know, that people are just like, enough already. Because what does it take? Because at some point, everyone's going to know somebody who has who has been a victim of school shooting or, or something tragic like that. You know, whether it's school, um, like in Buffalo, the supermarket, a church, at some point, everyone's going to say, my mom, my sister, my cousin, my son. Like, what's happening here? You know, I, I was reading the statistic that um, I guess at one point when President Clinton was president, he had banned um, the set, you know, the automatic assault rifles and gun violence went down like 43 percent. And then it was lifted and gun violence increased by like 200, I think. It and expired, right? Like, I'm like, why Something. would that expire? Like, we're going to get over our issues? Yes. <laughs> And there was a direct correlation, like it's up like over 200% as a result. So it's like, bans do work. Like this whole, people are like, ah, bans don't work. It's like, "Mm, let's look at the countries where they've enacted those and see how they have almost eliminated uh, gun violence. So it's like, you have to ask yourself, bottle the money really, really. Why won't politicians do anything? Because they're on the payroll of those who would benefit them to be able to sell these type of assault rifles. Did you see the, um? It's, was it Good Morning America, that young boy? He maybe was like 13 years old. They sent him into a, a 7-Eleven to buy alcohol. Yes. They were like, baby, Ugh. you can't buy alcohol. They sent him to someplace yeah. else to buy cigarettes. Baby, you can't buy cigarettes. All these other places, then they sent him to like a, um, a gun show to buy a gun. And he walked out with a gun. No, no cold medicine he can't buy, alcohol, cigarettes he can't buy, but a 13-year-old can buy a gun. Can't Still. Vote. Yep. <laughs> but here, Still. here's an assault rifle. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Thank you for mentioning the protests. It's the only way. Yeah. I want to get up right now and protest. Like I, mm-hmm. the, I've done a good job compartmentalizing, I think, and this past weekend, just I'm becoming obsessed with seeing my son smile, just obsessed. I would do anything to make him smile. <laughs> and you know what? 
I broke my body for that child this weekend. Like <laughs> I've, I've not slept as hard as I slept. I went to bed at 815 <laughs> last night and I slept until 756 this morning. Like that is how hard I went. And I think I was just pouring all the energy into just like, what can I do? But there's more than that. You know, you mentioned the protesting and about the power of these elected officials and 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 who do we want in power? And the fact yeah. of the matter is that, like, do not get it twisted. There's actually legislation already that's been passed in the House and has been stymied in the Senate because they need more. They need at least 60 votes um, to pass the filibuster, which is what, you know, Republicans and the Democrats have used it too. Mm -hmm. If you don't get more than 60 votes, then you can welcome this filibuster, which means no one ever stops talking and nothing ever gets yeah. passed, right? They need 60 votes. They don't got them. They don't have yeah. them because... They don't have it. And even some there's probably a couple of Democrats who are not, you know, mm -hmm. voting for this. But these are people we've elected into power. Mm -hmm. The midterms are coming up. How are we going to change this? Like, I feel so useless being here in a progressive state. I'm just like, should I move back mm -hmm. to Georgia? What <laughs> should I do? But if you're in a state where you have senators who are mm -hmm. opposed and hell, we'll put the link in the show notes. So you can see exactly who's opposed yes. this law. I want you to call them. You have, and it has to be you. You know, I actually listened to, um, uh, was I listening to? It was like a podcast, and it was someone who works on Capitol Hill, and she, and she was going into detail about the most impactful way to get elected officials' attention. And she's like, if you're not from, if you're not in their constituency, like you live where they represent, mm -hmm. your calls are not going to matter as much. So I can't call. Yes. Tiffany can't call. Mm -hmm. If you don't, if you live in Texas or Georgia or Kansas or wherever these places mm -hmm. are, you have to call. You have yes. to, we have to work. We have to save the babies. Like we have to. And yeah, I'm going to say babies because everyone's all about pro-life and banning abortion and all that mm -hmm. bullshit. We don't give a shit about children in this country. Yeah, like that's don't. the way I feel. It's just we don't care about children. Yeah. We don't give a, how do we not care about children? You're Who worried are gonna about. We're going to grow up to be taxpayers and business owners. And like, how do we not see what happens to a child and who they. Literally, and, they've, they've passed laws. How do we that not see that? At conception, you can't. I'm like, that's not literally. We can't like, feed them. We can't so, fucking but, feed them. Yes, and so, and but now that when what? kids become actual kids, then it's like, ah, oh, hands off. It's just that's the only way people are gonna learn, and and it actually does work. If you think to yourself, oh, that doesn't work, that's not true. Like my um, um, assemblywoman Angela V. McKnight and I got together, and then it, it took two years, two or three years, but we got the law passed in the state of New Jersey making financial education mandatory for middle school students. Then I called Angela and I was like, yo, these people came to my house and under embraced the house. And it's been what, like two years now? And I, I unfortunately, I can't be there because um, I have a speaking engagement. But on Saturday, on Thursday, they asked me to come testify before the Senate of New Jersey to testify to say, this is what happened to me. So now there's a law or not a law, but certainly I think, I don't know if it's a bill yet, um, but it is, um, I, I think it's called a bill, whatever a pre-law is to say, hey, here's how one that's wrong for appraisals to be based upon race and 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 gender and other information that has nothing to do with the value of your home and here's what's going to happen for appraisers who do that so that's happening you know it takes some time but to stand up and say no i'm going to reach out to my council person my assembly person my whatever i mean 
you know, that's actually locally. happening. Local. Yes, locally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Locally. And I remember distinctly, to your point, Mandy, she was like, can you come and speak? Because hearing from a constituent is powerful. And if not, write a letter. And I remember when we were getting the financial education law passed, she was like, can you send an email to all of your New Jersey folks in this area to say, make a phone call? I literally gave them a link. I said, here's a link. Click this. Copy and paste this message if you don't know what to write. And so that's what we did to kind of to let lawmakers know like, hey, there are people who could vote you in or out who care about this law, make it happen. So I just say all that to say that I know sometimes it's hard because it's just like, just vote. That doesn't seem like enough. But I will say that being active in that way, it it does make change happen. Yeah. And at the, at the local level too, I got really mm-hmm. involved in my, in my school district's board of education election, which was just like what was it a couple of weeks ago now and the pro the pro gun anti-vax contingency they're out there trying to get seats yes. on school boards okay and thank goodness this particular election and you know I don't even have a kid in the school system yet but I'm just like he's going to be there and if he's mm-hmm. not there I know kids who are in I you know, I know kids in my neighborhood who are going to be in the school system. So even at that level, voting, yeah. you know, yes. helping to pass out flyers, being aware of what's happening at your really local level, like mm-hmm. going to your town hall meetings or getting on the listserv and, you know, emailing your local elected officials. Believe me, they, they'll respond to those emails yep. at the local level. They will. It, it they really will. matters. So, you know, I just want I, I, I want to create at least a few minutes here to like, you know, can we create some like actionable items, you know, for for action steps that you can take right now so we can all just feel a little bit less shitty. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it, you know, figuring out who's opposed um, this particular bill that originated in Mm -hmm. the House, figuring out if you know, if you have any senators in your state, and there's quite a few who have opposed it and how you can get in contact with them and tell them that they are not doing you a service, that as a constituent you care, We'll put those links in the show notes. That's one huge thing. And then also at your local level, who's on your board of education? I have a um, I have a a friend and she has created a petition. Sadly enough, I mean, obviously, gun reform is so important. But the reality is that, like Tiffany said, it can take take a long time to see any huge Mm -hmm. changes. We've already seen it. So in the meantime, you know, this mom is petitioning her local school school board of education to better protect the children at schools. So even as we're thinking about big picture gun reform, there's still kids going to bat like wars every day. It feels like, how are we protecting them? Who's, you know, this particular gunman walked through an unlocked door that was propped open by, God, this teacher. I don't know how they're even coping with with what this has, but there was no, and they have a school police district, no one there to protect them. So like, what can we do to create safer schools? Yeah. Just on training. Had two weeks prior about this is what to do. Yeah. Should this happen? So. Yeah. So what's what looking into your local school district and mm-hmm. what have they done to create a safer environment for schools? If we're going to let these AR, you know, 15s stay on the streets and let 13 year olds buy up guns at gun shows and all of that. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do to make schools safer? And if you're not asking those questions as a concerned citizen, you know, I, I, I think that that's one of the simple things that we can do to make schools a little bit safer yeah. and hug your babies and mm-hmm. hug the babies that aren't your babies and just mm-hmm. appreciate that these lives, these fragile 
children. You know, I, I can't get over it. You know, the only thing that gave me comfort when I was, you know, in hysterics on Tuesday was I, I called my neighbor, one of my really good friends, um, who's become just, you know, I don't know, just an incredible support system for me. And she has a five-year-old who is in schools here. And I called her just to say, hey, I'm on the side of the road. I'm losing my shit. You know, yeah. I just want to talk to you. And in the background, her five-year-old son is in the background. And he's like, and she's explained to him, you know, Miss Mandy has some big feelings right now. Mm. Remember, we've talked about, he's he knows gun violence. And she's like, remember, mm. we've talked about the five years old. Five. And, and I hear him in the background and. He's like, oh, Miss Mandy, it's going to be okay. I know what to do if that happens. Oh I'm going to run really fast. And oh that was, God. it sobered me, me right up. Five it years old, cry. this kid. And I'm like, oh, he's why I can't be losing it right now. Yeah. Like these tears ain't hurt, helping anybody, you know. Yeah. He's, he, he's who I envision. Of course, my own son too. But I, we need to care about kids that aren't All our own. Kids. Yeah. Like we need to care about every child. Yeah. black white brown and you know wherever they live um and until we do it's not going to be safe for them and that's just a heartbreaking you know reality yeah deep I breath know. and exhale yeah literally that's what dr green would say yeah. right now whenever i'm like she's like you know what want to take a couple deep breaths because mm. it's a heavy load Try yeah. to make a baby smile. Every baby I've seen, I'm just like, I act like a crazy person now. <laughs> like I've become that person who holds babies. And I'm like, how can I make your day brighter, baby? Because you're here and you didn't want to be, you didn't ask for this, but you're here in this country. So <laughs> I, I know, I know. <sighs> and back to business as usual this week-ish. Trying not to, try not to think too deeply about it. But I mean, still thinking about it and still... I actually had a moment where I was supposed to do my first, I had my first big brand partnership last week, scheduled okay. to create my very excited five-figure deal. You'd be so proud. And yeah. I think I told you when I, that was like you the did. day I was negotiating, I told mm -hmm. you. And um, my first post was supposed to go up Tuesday. And yeah, shout out to this brand too, because I I didn't post anything. I, I only posted anything that had to do with the shooting. And I did get the message the next day, like, oh, we noticed that this post hadn't gone up. And I was like, listen, no one would have cared. It wouldn't have had any impact. I would have felt insane for acknowledging, you know, this is about business and it just nothing really mattered. And they were super considerate of of that decision. Um, but yeah, it's it for me, it felt I felt good to be my own to be a business owner at that point, at that point, be my own boss and be able to say, you know what? No, this doesn't feel right. I'm not doing it. No. And honestly, that's one of the one of the upsides of being a business owner and because you have the agency that say so, you know, obviously there's a lot of other things that go along with being a business owner, but that is one of the upsides is that you have the agency to say, no, you know, like, I don't think it's a good yeah. idea, but also it's great because you, you obviously chose well with the brand partner because, you know, you found, found a partner that wasn't going to put profit over people in that moment, you know? So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Shout out to anyone going to work. Just uh, as much as you can, you know, you know your work culture better than mm -hmm. we do, obviously. But I, I feel like if you're going to work and this is heavy on yourself, if you can clear your schedule, clear your schedule. If you can mm -hmm. tell people why you're upset, tell them why you're upset, mm -hmm. you know, um, so that people understand it. it's not business as usual if we're not ready for it to be. Mm -hmm. um, and that that is another way that we can 
create some change and make things a little bit better. Yeah. Um, we had HR like um, we we always have like outreach. So our HR persons like if you need to talk to someone, you need coaching, counseling. So we always make that available. And sometimes we just talk about it. Like, you know, you have your normal mm -hmm. chat with whomever you're chatting with that day. It comes up and we, we speak about it because it's important to be said. Yeah. Well, thank you for the space for me to speak about it and for us of to course. speak about it together. Mm -hmm. It feels a teeny, teeny, tiny bit better. <laughs> I do so and... much breathing. It's insane. <laughs> I feel like I don't. I don't though. realize how much I hold my breath. You oh, know? you're a breath holder. Yeah. Yes. And so like when I'm anxious because I won't know until like I'll be talking to Dr. Green and then maybe like halfway through our session I'll do this deep sigh once she's told me something that like unlock the thing that says oh that's true and then she's like oh. she's like you know that's the first breath you took and I'm like oh snap yeah. she's like yeah because I am a breath holder when I'm anxious or afraid or anything going wrong so learning to breathe is through it is something I'm trying to practice you know yeah so I love that well, study mm -hmm. it literally science shows that breathing is one of the ways to like regulate your nervous system and mm -hmm. tell your body that you're safe. And mm -hmm. I feel like at a time when everything feels unsafe, like breathing or what's the other best thing? A good laugh, a good yeah. like hearty laugh. We haven't done much of that this episode, but hopefully we can <laughs> That's okay. squeeze one in. <laughs> <laughs> Our force level. Like <laughs> of course. Should we take a deep breath break? Yes. And come back with brown boobs, mm -hmm. brown break? Okay. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350. 50 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. 
And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what. I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Security. Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Brown booze, brown break. Which one are you gonna take? Brown booze, brown break. Which one are you gonna take? Mm-mm. Well, I'm obviously gonna boost because I'm like, child, we got enough. We need, I got me. you. I got a boost for y'all. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. What's you want to go first? You want me to go? I can go first. Mine's just a little silly. I'm going to, okay. and very like what we need these days. Mm-hmm. My butterfly extravaganza of a garden, my mastermind, Ooh. it's working. Yes. <laughs> I feel like a butterfly mastermind. You guys missed it. I don't know. that Around this time or late summer last year, I became obsessed. I had a caterpillar in my, in my um, parsley bush that I had, or parsley thing that I had planted. I don't even eat parsley like that. So I didn't (laughs) mind I had a caterpillar because it was munching on the parsley. And I found out everything I could about this particular caterpillar. It was a swallowtail butterfly caterpillar. Mm. And I watched it become a chrysalis and I Mm. missed it when it emerged, but it was fine. It was beautiful. And so I was like, I want to plant the herbs that that the butterflies will lay their eggs on. There's specific mm. types of herbs. So the swallowtail butterfly plants its, <laughs> lays its eggs in dill and parsley. Like anyway, so I planted a bunch of dill. I don't even eat dill like that, but um, so and I found twelve baby butterfly caterpillars on the dill yesterday and so they're going to eat up all the dill and they're going (laughs) to turn into a caterpillar i don't know where they're all going to live i feel like we might need some crowd control because the (laughs) dill is not that big (laughs) but i can't wait to watch these little caterpillars become big caterpillars i'm going to go check on them as soon as we wrap get my lunch and just it gives me so much peace watching these little caterpillars and i've got i said my my butterfly mastermind is that i also am growing milkweed flowers which Mm. are the only flowers i think monarch butterflies either eat or lay their eggs on something to that effect so i want to have the i want to and i'm going to be planting echinacea flowers um cone flowers because this is what butterflies love to eat so i want to create the perfect little butterfly ecosystem so i can just watch all the life stages of the butterfly and i already feel better talking about it y'all might think i'm a little cuckoo (laughs) no i love it but if it's beautiful so shout out brown boost for my gardening and my butterfly you know what it brings me (laughs) butterfly project this is like a book that every preschooler needs if you don't have it by eric carl um the very hungry caterpillar that's like my babe and i was like oh and he's real favorites too (laughs) yeah i love that book (laughs) that butterfly ate cupcakes and plums and he was greedy. Stuff. Let's be real. Yeah, that butterfly was, was OD. <laughs> he had a tummy ache. <laughs> but it was such a great yes. book. But I just remember it had me thinking about, about that when you said the caterpillar was like eating, you know, like the they're deal. so That's hungry. Awesome. And gardeners <laughs> hate them, but I love them. I think you just need to make peace with them. 
Just, mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat all that dill anyway. It's fine. <laughs> we can share a little dill. There's a little yeah. dill between friends. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, my friend? Um, my brown boost, it's going to be, I actually spoke with one of my friends this weekend and she was, um, she's been in business for a long time, about as long as me. And she called because she wanted to talk about like her cash flow. And like, mm. she's like, oh, what should I do? And I was like, you know, I was listening to her listening. And then I said, you know, can I ask a question that's not necessarily related to this technical question you have for me? And she was like, yeah. I said, well, like, what actually do you want from your life? Like, what are you working toward? And um, she was like, oh, when I want, I want to grow a billion dollar business. She's got this technology that can honestly potentially grow into a billion dollar business because the, the government wants it. And I'm like, yeah, no, not that. But like, what do you want for you? Like, and she was like, you know, I want something like how I had a few years ago when my business was a little smaller. I was making about $350,000 in business a year. And I was traveling all the time. And she was just like, I can just hear her light up when she was saying it. I said, so what about the life that you're currently pursuing is appealing? Because it sounds like you haven't taken a vacation in a while. She's like, I haven't. It sounds like, you know, you actually are making less, even though you're making more. For those of you who are in business, you know exactly what I mean. Like your business is making more, but it's costing you more. So you personally are making less. So it sounds like that's where you are. She said, yeah. And I was just like, oh, for what again? So you can have this billion dollar business? She was just like, well, here's the thing. I I want to live the kind of luxury that like that that a billion dollar business can afford. And I said, are you living that now? She said, no. I said, well, how long have you been in this holding pattern? It's been a couple of years. And I said, well, it sounds like your life was pretty great before. Because what if you take this next 10 years to indeed grow this billion dollar business, get there only to find out it's not as cute as you think, and you will have paid for that life with your life, you know? And she was just like, Mm -hmm. wow. You know, because I, I get it that there was a stage in entrepreneurship that I have seen over the last couple of years where it's growth by any means necessary. It's bigger, 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 more, 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 bigger, bigger, more, 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 especially in the black and brown entrepreneur community, because for the first time we have been able to break through and like, you know, like I've never seen this type of wealth grown so quickly in this community through entrepreneurship. And so I myself definitely got caught up in it as well, because it was like, I remember distinctly one of my mentors, she, she met well, told me that if you can get it, go get it. Meaning like, well, Tiffany, if you can do one, can you do 5 million? If you can do 5 million, can you do 10? If you can do 10, can you do 50? You... So it's like, well, girl, if it's out there to get it and you can get it, go get it. And so I subscribed to that because I thought if it's possible, why not reach for the stars? Never really asking myself, but do I just like clouds? And so mm-hmm. because of like losing Jarrell, it helped to like reset and to really ask myself, actually, how do you actually want your life to go? I know that I could grow a 50 to $100 million company. I know I can do that. We know that. But is that what you actually want? Are you not wearing your Target's vest every day? <laughs> you know? Like, are you still not driving your 2015 Lincoln MKZ that you bought used anyway and you love that car? Yes. Is your house, your mortgage not paid off and you actually love your little house? You know? Yes. So what is... If I, you know what I mean? Like, what's the point? Like, if I were to get this $100 million business and sacrifice my life now, what's on the other side of that is, is it really a better life? Like, what is all that for, basically? So Mm. we really talked about that. And she was just like, wow. 
You know, one of the things that Jarrell taught me is the concept of enough. You know, and I'd never known that concept. I used to think the concept of enough meant that you were um, not ambitious. I was like, Jarrell ain't ambitious. And that settling. you were settling. Yep. Because I was like, Jarrell, you don't want to do this and this and this. And he's like, mm, no. I'm like, but babe, you can like, you know, you work for housing. You're super already. We can have like apartment buildings. And and he was just like, I mean, maybe another house or two. That'd be cool. And I'm like, I remember he used to drive me crazy. And finally I was like, that's just him. I'm out here doing it. Meanwhile, stressed, overworked. My blood pressure was raising. <laughs> I went to the doctor. benefit though. You were doing it for his benefit too. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, but I'm just thinking to myself, like there was a moment where I actually had attained the goals I set forth and I zoomed past it. Didn't even acknowledge. I was like, I want to have a house that's paid off. I don't want any debt. I want to pay off my student loan debts. I want to be able to vacation or at least to have enough money to do so. I want to pay off my parents' house. So I had this goal. And I, when I tell you I flew past it, barely nodded at it, and kept going. So it's not that I regret the hard work, but it's like you did the thing that you wanted. And now you're still working as if you just started. And it was a law of diminishing returns where the work was actually bringing me less of what I intended, which is freedom and time. And, and so that's what I'm really, so I believe in hard work, but it's like that it should be tied to something versus just work for working sake. And that's the zone that I had entered into, that I was just working for working sake because we had the things we said we wanted to have. And so, um, yeah, so it was like, you know, it was just a really good chat with her and, and, um, and I mentioned this book before, Stillness is the Key. Um, but my favorite chapter is definitely the chapter called Enough. I probably listened to that 20 times just to re-remind myself, like, you know, what does it look like? But you have to self-identify. For some people, enough is, it's not really the money. Maybe for some people, enough is living a certain lifestyle that I'm not, you know, I don't subscribe to, but that's fine. So really, I had to learn to self-identify what is enough and do I have it? And if I do... I don't have to put, not that I don't work at all because I still do, but I don't have to work as if I'm still trying to achieve what I set forth anyway. And so I've never been more aligned. Um, like literally I was going through my my um, my calendar with Rose, my admin today. And I was like, girl, why do I have like five meetings, five things today? No, no, no. Reschedule these two. That can wait until the end of the month. And, you know, like I was looking at all these little trips I have coming up. My sisters and I are all going to be going to Chicago to surprise my sister, Karen. Hey, Karen, surprise. Um, tell me she's not a listener. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if she's a listener, but I'm going to tell her this week anyway. Probably not. She's but, probably shady like all my family. Is <laughs> but I'm supposed to like speak in Chicago. And old Tiffy would have been like, just go and come back. But I was like, I'm going to Chicago. Yeah. Why not invite all the sisters to come? And so we've all Aww. been to Chicago, but not all at the same time with the kids. So it's going to be like. We call the Alicia sisters. I know. And so I just, but Mommy I'm just, and daddy never, aren't coming? no, because my dad doesn't fly as much. Now that he's in his mid eighties, he doesn't fly as much. And I don't, I know if I ask my mom, she'll be like, yeah. And I'm like, well, who's going to watch daddy? She's gonna be like, oh, fine. <laughs> so, I know. So instead <laughs> I'm going to see if I can send them later. I'm going to see if he wants to go. But as it, my dad used to travel all the time, but now that he's mid eight, he just doesn't like to travel as much. I'm going to, maybe, you know what I'm going to see? Maybe I'll put him on a train. You know, because you can do like one of those really comfortable, like first class, like, you know, and trains are really comfortable. Maybe that will be like a better. I'm going to see if that because I know my sister would love to see him in Chicago. I mean, she's been here, obviously, a number of times. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I've never been more aligned. I spend way more time with family and friends. I speak to my mentees all the time. I, I take daily walks. I nap. I'm financially stable. I have therapy. I just, I've never been more aligned, in the, but I've never worked less. You know, sometimes I do get a little anxious for not working, you know, for not working as much, but I learned to calm myself down. Like I have enough and it feels really awesome. It doesn't mean that there's not growth because growth is still happening, you know, but, mm -hmm. you know, not as a result of my hyper productivity, you know, which is not all that productive. And so like, yeah, I'm just learning. Like, I think my, my brown boost is like the concept of enough and learning to lean into it. I love that. Stillness is the key. Do you ever, even on your walk sometimes, I feel like I'm turning, I had been turning my walks into like, oh, be productive. Listen to this, listen to that. And, or catch up on this that you, you know, you missed and, or listen to the news and whatnot. But I've, I've tried to get back to just quiet and yes. listening to the birds chirping and, yes. you know, my favorite mama and my favorite walking ladies and kind of eavesdropping on their conversations and what's mm -hmm. going on <laughs> with their <laughs> lives while I'm walking. Or listening just, to you know, music. Walking with a side of tea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love music. that walk with a side of tea. I love that. Walk with some tea. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that reminds me really quickly of Girl Trek. Did I tell you I ran yes. into the co-founder of Girl or Vanessa? Which what one? is she? The founder? Yes. Yeah, and her and her Vanessa. and Morgan are yeah, the founders. Yeah. So they won a Webby for their incredible podcast called I forget what it's called, but it's a 20-day, it's 21 episode podcast series because it's like 21 days walking challenge mm. that they created and she says hello um it was her. so funny because we were just talking about what we did and she's like wait you have a podcast with who like, tiffany <laughs> the <Vendanista."> people <laughs> yeah I'm like wearing the shirt anyway um and i know and 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 i know girl trek from you and so yeah, if you guys haven't awesome. heard of girl trek i mean talk about a movement they have gotten probably millions of black women across the country walking mm -hmm. again yes. getting in touch with that space and stillness and quiet mm -hmm. and the, you know, walking. So if you haven't checked them out, we'll do a, a bonus boost for, yes. for Girl Trek. Girltrek.org, I believe is their, um, their website. It's free. You know, if you're a sister and you want to walk, you know, you can meet up with other sisters. You can walk alone, but they create all these challenges to get you out moving. But secretly, she's like, their mm -hmm. real mission is to solve for loneliness. And she was mm -hmm. like, you know, that mm -hmm, in black women, yes. it's like, you know, if you can walk with someone or meet up with someone, it's like, oh, you're not alone. There are other women who are just like you who'd love to meet you and hang out with you. So it's just an awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome organization. I love them. Shout out to Vanessa <laughs> if you're listening and all girl trekkers. <laughs> you too, Morgan. Morgan's like, right. what about me? You too, Morgan. <laughs> and Morgan. Okay. Also, Morgan. Well, you know, this wasn't Brown Ambition with a side of chuckles today. We tried to yeah. bring you the chuckles when we can. But uh, Brown Ambition has always been, I feel like, a space where we get to acknowledge the hard things too. Mm -hmm. um, and visit them and feel a little bit stronger having visited yeah. them. So thank you, friend. No, thank you. And we'd love to hear from you guys. You know, we have a Twitter, a Twitter, the BA podcast. So, right? Tweet us. You can Instagram at Brown Ambition mm -hmm. Podcast. Mm -hmm. All the places. Just go to brownambitionpodcast.com yeah. and you can find all the things, all yeah. the things. And we will see y'all next time. Yes. Bye bye. <laughs>
Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru, and I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host, and I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.